بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد الحمد لله we have reached the ninth hadith from this collection of hadith يعني collected by شيخنا شيخ ربيع من هذه المدخلة with his explanation and this is the hadith of Anas ibn Malik so another hadith of Anas ibn Malik رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده ووالده والناس أجمعين and so the hadith of Anas mentions that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said none of you truly believe until I become more beloved to you than your own child and your own parent and all of mankind, your father, all of mankind. This hadith is found in Bukhari and Muslim, both of them. So hence the hadith is referred to uh, is what is referred to as Mutafiqan Ali. Mutafiqan Ali. And as for the rawi of this hadith, and the narrator of this hadith is Anas ibn Malik, and Anas Anhu, then he is his uh, tarjuma was mentioned previously for the seventh hadith, as mentioned here by Sheikh Rabia. As for the general understanding of this hadith, then Sheikh Rabia he mentions initially, لن يكون لن يكون لن يكون المرء مؤمن الحق الإيمان حتى يكون الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أحب إليه من من تربطه بهم روابط القرابة والنسب أو روابط الصداقة والمصلحة. And so the the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he mentioned in this narration that a person does not have true iman, hakul iman, until the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم himself is more beloved to him than anyone else, yani with, irrespective of whatever relationship that you have with that person. So whether that be a relationship of, yani close relation, family relationship, or by way of lineage, or relationship of friendship, or one that has yani, some benefit within it. And so, the important point to mention here, Barakallahu Fikum, is that when the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam mentions, لا يؤمن أحدكم this word or this wording لا يؤمن does not negate يعني إيمان في أصله. So it doesn't negate إيمان in its origin and the, and the basis of إيمان. What we understand from that, as the Shaykh mentions, that the person is not a mu'min, يعني حق الإيمان, the true believer. Meaning that they do not have إيمان which is common. يعني they have not completed or perfected their إيمان. If they do not love the Nabi Wasallam more than, as mentioned, the child, the parent, all of mankind. And so, first and foremost, we understand from this is that the love for the Prophet Wasallam is from our Iman. Loving the Nabi Wasallam is from the Iman of the Muslim. However, if a person does not love the Prophet Wasallam more than his individual, then no doubt... 
his iman is not complete, but this does not now mean that he has negated the asl of iman. Why? Because if you negate the asl of iman, then this necessitates that the person is fallen into what? Kufr. The person falls into disbelief. And this is not what is intended by way of la yu'minu. That none of you believe. I rather, la yu'minu bima'ana yani haqq al-iman. None of you truly believe. None of you have yani iman which is kamil. And so, if his love is more than the one that gave birth to him, and he raised him by way of the parents, then this is what, is, this, is what this particular narration is referring to. So the love of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam needs to supersede all of that, the love of the parents. The love that a person, that a man may have for his spouse, and uh, the person may have for their spouse. Or all of the different relationships that you find within the dunya. Naam, whether you find it's a, it's a, a relationship in society, a communal relationship, or a relationship in relation to politics, or business. Any form of relationship then we understand that the love for the Prophet ﷺ must supersede that. It must be more than that. And the alama, the sign that the person has given precedence to the love of the Nabi ﷺ over and above anyone else, mentioned by here by Shaykh Rabi'ah, and you cut them a ta'atullah wa rasulahu ala kullu ta'atin ghayriha. And so, the, 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 what's indicative of that, the proof of that, and the sign of that, is that the person gives precedence to the love of Allah, and the obedience of Allah, and the obedience of the Messenger, وسلم, over and above the obedience and other than them. Naam. And... That he loves Allah and his messenger more than he loves all of mankind. Whether they be close to them in relationship or further from them. Even if... Even if by way of that love and his profession of that love and his manifesting that love by way of following the sunnah, he earns the displeasure of all of the people. Why? Because that which takes precedence for this individual... Is that they obey Allah and obey the Messenger. Naam. Even if the people reject them. This is also in line with the statement of, uh, of Al Awza'i, where he mentions, Alaykum bi Athar salaf, wa in nas. Upon you is to adhere to the Athar, to the narration of the Salaf. Even if the people reject you. Even if the people reject you. And so, here, which I go on to mention, وَلَا يَجِدْ فَحَلَاوَةُ الْإِيمَانِ حَتَّى تَتَوَفَّرْ فِيهِ ثَلَاثَ خِصَالِ كَمَا فِي حَدِيثِ عَنَسِ وَتَفَقًا عَلَيْهِ And a person, when Rallis does not find the sweetness of Iman, 
until free characteristics are established. As is mentioned in the hadith of Anas, where the Nabi alayhi salatu mentions in the hadith, Thalath, man kun fihi wajda bihin, halawatul iman. And there's three affairs that the person, whoever has these three affairs, then they find by way of it, yani, the sweetness of Iman. They discover by way of the sweetness of Iman. And yakoon Allah, and yakoon Allah wa Rasulahu ahabu ilay mimma siwahima. And so, the first of these three is that Allah is messenger, a more beloved to him, Naam, than anyone other than them. وَأَنْ يُحِبُّ الْمَرْءِ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ And that he loves an individual, and he does not love them, except for the sake of Allah. And his love for an individual is one which is purely لِلَّهِ وَأَنْ يَكْرَهُ أَنْ يُعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ بَعْدَ إِنْ أَذْقَضَهُ اللَّهِ مِنْهُ كَمَا يَكْرَهُ أَنْ يَقْذَفَ فِي النَّارِ and that he dislikes and he will hate that he may return to kufr. Just in after Allah Ta'ala saved him from it. Just as he would hate to be thrown within a fire. And so, these are the three efforts that lead to a person tasting the sweetness of iman. And from those three mentioned here, Barakullah Fikum, is that the person... He loves the Messenger of Allah. He loves Allah. And he loves the Messenger of Allah وسلم, more than, he, than they love anyone else from amongst mankind. With this as well, Shaykh Rabi'ah, he mentions the Naql. Yeah, and he quotes from the speech from the book Al Qawl al Sadid. Al Qawl al Sadid. Do you know what Qawl al Sadid is by? Al Qawl al Sadid. Imam? Yeah, Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'li, now. And his explanation of what? Kitab al-Tawheed, now. So in his explanation of Kitab al-Tawheed, Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'li, his explanation of Kitab al-Tawheed, he mentions, وَعْلَمْ عَنْ وَعَلْ مَحَبَّةَ ثَلَاثَ And know that the types of mahabba, the types of love are free. Al-awwal, مَحَبَّةُ اللَّهِ الَّتِي هِيَ أَصْلُ الْإِيمَانِ وَالتَّوْحِيدِ The first, is the love of Allah, which is the asl of Iman and Tawheed, the foundation of Iman and Tawheed. The second is the love يعني, for the sake of Allah. We are وَمَحَبَّةِ مَا يُحِبَّهُ اللَّهِ مِنْ عَمَالِ وَالْأَزْمِنَةِ وَالْأَمْكِنَةِ وَغَيْرِهَا وَهَذِهِ تَابِعَ لِمَحَبَّةِ اللَّهِ وَمُكْمِلَ لَهَا And so, salam. You have the love for the sake of Allah. This is an example, for example, love of the prophets of Allah and his messengers and their followers. Loving that which Allah Ta'ala loves from action. Times, places, and other than that. 
And this follows on from the first type. Naam. And rather is a completion and a perfection of the first type. So the first type is the love of Allah. And if a person seeks to truly complete and perfect loving Allah, then he must love that which Allah loves. From actions, righteous actions. From the people that Allah Ta'ala loves. The, the Anbiya wa Mursaleen. The righteous, the followers of the Anbiya wa Mursaleen. That they love the places that Allah Ta'ala loves. And from the Masajid and other than that. That they love the times that Allah Ta'ala loves. For example, specific times that I mentioned to be your father. And so this is a, this is a completion of the other. That a person that is seeking to have true iman and true love of Allah Ta'ala, he must have both of these. Of course, he must love Allah, which is the, this is the foundation of his tawheed, and he must love that which Allah Ta'ala loves. Then we have the third. The third here mentioned by Shaykh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'adi is muhabbat ma'Allah, wa hiya muhabbat al-mushrikeen li'alatihim wa andadihim من الشجر والحجر وبشر وملك وغيرها وهي أصل الشرك وأساسي. and then you have the third which is the love along with Allah I loving along with Allah and this is the love of the mushrikeen the love that the mushrikeen have for their deities and the rivals that they place along with Allah whether it be from the trees or the stones or by the people all the loves of the love that they have for the angels. Other than that. And this is the asl of shirk wa asas. This is the foundation and basis of shirk. And yani loving along with Allah. And so these are the three things that I mentioned here by Shaykh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'adi. One point to mention here, Barakallahu Fikum as well, is that with this, we understand that the love for the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that which is correct, has to be a love which is upon tawassut, a love which is upon i'tidal, upon moderation, between the two extremes. So you have the one extreme, for example, you have from the Hulad or the Sufiya, at the extreme Sufis and the likes of them, where they will love the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yani, to, the ex- to the same extent that they love Allah. So the love of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is the same as the love for Allah. Causing them as well to maybe direct ibadah towards the Messenger of Allah. What this causes, no doubt, is, or what this is, the, uh, this is a direct result of this, is that they fall into shirk. That they worship along with Allah, and they're given a right, that right of ibadah, which is only for Allah, to Amun Allah. So this is the extremities of this group. Naam, that they worship the Messenger of Allah. And they love him as they should only love Allah. Then you have the other extreme, which is mentioned in this hadith. I want to essentially the one that opposes this hadith. Where his love for the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is deficient. Due to the fact that he loves the Messenger of Allah. He may love the Messenger of Allah وسلم, However, he does not love the Nabi وسلم, more than anyone else. So he may love his parents more than the Prophet وسلم, Or he may love, the person may love his wife more than the Nabi Rather, that love for the Nabi والسلام, should supersede anyone else from mankind, as mentioned in this narration. So anyone that falls short in that, then they fall into that other extreme. Naam. And so the, the correct, the correct uh, affair 
an affair of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that they are upon that middle way. That they love the Prophet وسلم, more than anyone else from mankind, but they do not love him وسلم, as they would love Allah. And this is the way upon that, upon Tidah. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. Thereafter, Shaykh Rabbi mentioned, Ma yustafal min al hadith. What do we benefit from this hadith? The first benefit mentioned. And al mu'min haqqul iman, who will the yukaddim hab or hub al mustafa? Who will the yukaddim hub al mustafa ala, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ala hub al nas? So the mu'min, the believer that has true iman, he's the one that gives precedence to the love of al mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Over and above loving the people. Over and above the love of the people. The second benefit mentioned is Khasar Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al walad wal walid fi had al hadib ta'alluk al mar bihima akfaru min gairihima min al nas fil mahabba wa gairiha. And so the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is specified. The child and the son in this hadith, due to the fact that you have that relationship of a person with these two, more than other than them from mankind. Yeah, and this is the and this is why the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentioned these two. Mention I more than you should love your child, or more than you should love your parent. Because this is the, the, the most amount of love that a person has is usually for these individuals. The love that a parent has for their child. Or the love that the child has for the parent. And so, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, mentions these, these specific individuals to show that the extent in which the love of the Nabi needs to supersede the love of anyone else from mankind. Even these individuals that are most beloved to you from amongst al-Bashar, from amongst mankind. The third... Benefit mentioned for this hadith is في هذا الحديث توجيه من الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى الاقتداء به أولا وقبل غيره من الناس. And so with this, with this hadith, the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم informs us and invites us to understand that we take him as the example and follow his way. And, take, and that takes precedence first and foremost before following other than him from mankind. And this is the obligation upon all of the believers. This is the obligation upon all of the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Now, and that concludes alhamdulillah that Particular narration. Now, then we have the next narration of Al-Ibad ibn Sariya. Radiallahu anhu, قال وَأَذْنَنا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مَوْيْثًا بَلِيغًا وَجَلَتْ مِنْهَا الْقُلُوبِ وَظَفَرَتْ منها العيون فقلنا يا رسول الله كأنها موئذة كأنها موئذة مود فأوصينا قال أوصيكم بالتقوى الله 
وسمع وطاعة وإن تعمر عليكم عبد فإنه من يعش منكم فسيرى اختلافا كثيرا فعليكم بسنتي والسنة خلفاء الراشدين المهدي من بعده عدوا عليها بالنواجذ وإياكم ومحدثات الأمور وإياكم ومحدثات الأمور فإن كل بدعة ضلالة And so this narration mentions that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he admonished us with an admonition that brought about or was, that was highly effective upon us, had great effect upon us to the extent that the hearts began to tremble and the eyes began to fill with tears. As always stated, O Messenger of Allah, it's as if this is an admonition of departure. So advise us. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stated, I advise you of the taqwa of Allah, here in obeying, even if the one that has been given authority over you is a slave. For indeed, the one that lives from you, yani after me, then indeed he will see much different. So upon you is my sunnah. And the sunnah will rightly guide the khulafa after me. Hold on firm to it with your mawla teeth. And beware of the newly invented, um, of newly invented affairs. For indeed, every innovation is a misguidance. This hadith Hey, barakallahu feekum. It's found in Sunnah Abi Dawood, Sunnah Tirmidhi, it's found in the Muslim Imam Ahmed, the Sunan of Ibn Majah and the Sunan of Darim. Tirmidhi mentions as well that this hadith is Hasna Sahih. This particular terminology, which is one which was used specifically by Tirmidhi, referring to a narration, the hadith is Hassan al-Sahih. And the narrator himself is, is Ibrad ibn Sariya and Sulami. And he died, Radhiallahu Anhu, after the 70th year of the Hijrah. As for the word al-maw'idha, then al-maw'idha is a tafkir, remind us of Allah, wa taqweef, yani saying something to them, cause them to fear Allah Ta'ala. Saying the word, cause them to fear Allah, be mindful of their Lord Ta'ala. And to fear, yani the punishment of Allah and His anger. Al-Baligha, yani mu'athira. Sometimes mu'athira, yani, that has great effect. Yani, that's something that when you have a statement that's said, and that statement reaches the heart. A statement said and it reaches the heart, it has an effect upon the heart. So when it's referred to, when you hear something referred to as Baligha, then it's a kalima that is said, it's referred to the kalima that is, that is stated, 
And it's not just left at the ears. However, it's heard of the ears and reaches the heart due to the effect that it has. By way of the alfav that are being used, the words that are being used, and the eloquence in the speech. And thereafter it mentions, Wajlat al yeah, the hearts trembled and trembled by way of the, due to the fear of what they were hearing. وَظَفَرَتْ الْعُيُونَ And so the heart or the eyes filled with tears, referring to, يعني, نعم, the eyes becoming filled with the tears and by way of that which they're hearing as well. Thereafter they asked for Al-Wasiyah, any advice, Al-Amr Mu'akkad, Al-Muqarrar. So they asked for to be to be informed about an affair, which is known and understood, and acknowledged and affirmed. I advise about this. What taqwa? I when the Messenger of Allah sallam advises with taqwa. Is that the person places between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala something causing them to fear him causing them to fear him and protecting him and protecting him from ma'asi Thereafter a sunnah the sunnah is a tariq The sunnah is a particular path, a particular manhaj, a particular methodology. فَيَسْمُ ذَلِكَ التَّمَسُّقْ بِمَا كَانَ عَلَيْهِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم. And so what's comprehensive, what is found of in that, is having tamasuk, clinging to that which the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم came with. And the Khulafat al-Rashidun. And clinging to that which they were upon by way of their creed, their speech and their actions. Well, bid'ah, al-bid'ah is ihdaf al-amr fi'd-deen. And the bid'ah referring to the newly invented affairs in the deen, which was not present in the time of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu nor at the time of his companions. Al-Rashidun, yeah, from the word al-rushd, yeah, guidance. I could no doubt they would have rightly guided. And the khulafa uh, guided. And not upon misguidance. Al-Mahdiyun, the Shaykh refers to him, Amhum Muwafakun, Lidraq al-Haq wa Tiba'i. That they received a tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this, with this tawfiq, yani these khulafa, they receive this tawfiq, allowing them to come across the truth, find the truth, and not only find it, follow it. Because no doubt, an individual may be more fucking in terms of idraq, al-haq. The truth, meet, the truth reaches him. And this is khayr in of itself. However, the ultimate khayr is when the person follows that truth. Hence, when we refer to al-hidayah, Hidayah is of two types. You have the Hidayah to Tawfiq and the Hidayah to Irshad. Hidayah guidance of Tawfiq and Hidayah 
Hidayah, guidance, yani, of irshad. So you have hidayah to tawfiq, where essentially this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala granting tawfiq to the individual to follow that truth. Hidayah to irshad is when one individual informs another about the truth. So this is by way of da'wah, or teaching, or ta'aleem, teaching, or tarriyah, yani cultivating. So one individual informing another about the deen, this is hidayah, but irshad. So you inform a person, you give doubt to an individual. That's hidayah, no doubt. However, the individual accepting that truth, in the absolute sense, this is tawfiq min Allah. And so we understand as well, our shatan, in terms of the individual giving, the, giving doubt to someone, our shatan, the affair with us, is not that the person is guided, not that the person accepts the truth. The person may accept the truth. But that's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for conveying that truth, then now this is, this is what is upon us as individuals. And so, when we refer to the hidayah here, then it's hidayah of idraq al-haq wa yani kubul wa tiba. And hidayah that the person not only comes across the truth, but he accepts it and follows it. What dalal is misguidance. And this is a dhahab wal bu'd anil haq wa huwa al huda. And so, a dalal is where a person goes towards the truth. Or when a person goes away, comes away from the truth. And distances themselves from the truth. And this is the opposite of al huda guidance. Now, as for the general meaning of this hadith, as for the ma'na ijmali of this hadith, then this hadith establishes yani, an asl azim. And it establishes the nasiha, the great advice that the Nabi وسلم, gave to his companions on that day. And essentially, gave to the companions on that day, but gave to the, gave to the Muslim, the Muslim ummah, yani, in general as well. So it was advice to the people that were hadir, the individuals that were hadirun, naam, that were present with him, sallallahu alayhi wa at that time, no doubt, advice for them. But it was advice for the whole ummah that, that would come to follow him, that would come after him, alayhi salatu wasalam. And the reality is, is that a person cannot establish deen, upright deen, Except that they follow these, these pieces of advice that the Prophet gave in this narration. It's impossible. The person will be upright in deen except that they follow these pieces of advice that Nabi wasalam, gave in the narration. The first of them is that Nabi wasalam, commanded with the taqwa of Allah. Adhere to taqwa. Are you piety? And no doubt. Taqwa is in obedience to Allah and adhering to the commands while staying away from the prohibitions. And a Shaykh and a Shaykh Ubaid, he mentions, Shaykh and a Shaykh Ubaid, rahimahullah, he mentions that taqwa is of three types. The first of them is taqwa fi ma'murat. 
And so the first is taqwa when it comes to the commands, adhering to the commands. When Allah Ta'ala commands us with something, a person adheres to that, clings to that. The second is a taqwa fi manhiyat. The second is taqwa, yeah, and the person has piety when it comes to staying away from the prohibitions. And the third is a taqwa fi mushtabihat. And the third is that the person has taqwa when it comes to the doubtful affairs. The person has taqwa when it comes to the doubtful affairs. And essentially, this is uh, taken from the narration when the Nabi alayhi salatu salam he states, Inna halal abayn wa inna haram abayn. Wa baynahumama wa baynahuma mushtabihat. La ya'rafahunna kathira minna nas. Indeed, the halal is clear and the haram is clear. And between them are doubtful affairs. Not many of the people are or know it. The second advice is that the deen is established and the dunya for amongst the Muslims is established with a righteous and just leader. Leading them by way of the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu yeah, and establishing for them and implementing upon them the Sharia of Allah and that if they fight jihad that they fight jihad with this leader in order to make the kalimah of Tawheed the kalimah of Allah wa ta'ala, the most high and this is all this for the maslaha of Islam for the benefit of Islam and the Muslims And in order to bring about unity of the Muslims. The third part mentioned within this narration, within this advice of the Messenger of Allah, is in their mocking in relation to those that oppose the truth. That when this opposition comes, because the Nabi alayhi salatu wa he mentions, whoever lives from you after me, he'll see much different. So the Nabi alayhi salatu wa mentions the evil that will come. And so when he mentions the ikhtilaf, that is a different, he doesn't mention this ala wajh al mahmud. He doesn't mention that this different will occur and it's praiseworthy. Bel, yadkuru, yadkuru al ikhtilaf ala wajh al mahmud. He mentions this ikhtilaf, this different that will occur. Because it will be blameworthy different. So he mentions this affair of differing and the harms of it. Naam. Thereafter, he mentions the solution to it. Which is alaykum bi sunnati. Upon is my sunnah. And the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa. Hold on firm to it with your molars. I hold on to the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the pure sunnah. For within that is salvation and happiness. 
And so, and the Sunnah of the right, the guy, the Khulafa. So you're going to see what is different. Essentially, you see what is different. And at that point of differing, what you cling to is the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hold on firm to it. The fourth matter is yani within this advice of the Nabi is the warning against bid'ah. The warning against innovation and the new invented affairs of Indeen. That the Messenger of Allah وسلم, warned against a one is Ummah against it and its dangers. And it, it brings great harms. As he mentions, every bid'ah is dolala. Every dolala is, is in the fire. Every bid'ah is misguidance, every misguidance is in the fire. For indeed, the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one which is kamil, is one which is complete. And it's not in need of anything to be brought after it. And anything that is brought after it is muhadath. It's newly invented. And anything which is brought after it is muhadath, newly invented, and it's essentially it's bid'ah. It's innovation. And if it's bid'ah, it's misguidance. And if it's misguidance, then it leads to the hellfire. Allah Ta'ala mentions, Allah Ta'ala states, اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورديت لكم إسلام دينا and Allah Ta'ala mentions, today I perfected your religion for you and completed my favor upon you and chosen Islam as your religion. I, in terms of we understand from this Barakallahu Fikum, the deen of Islam is one which is complete and upon perfection. So anything added to that afterwards is of course going to be an affair of misguidance. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. That which we benefit from this, from this hadith, Mustafa bin al hadith, is the mashru'iyyat al-nasiha yani that is legislated to give advice and it's legislated with this barakullah fikum to yani give admonishments to the muslims next advice or next benefit rather is that you advise with the taqwa of Allah when you admonish an individual. Advise people to fear Allah. I fear Allah as he should be feared. Azawajal. The third benefit we can take from this narration is that there was a sign from the signs of the prophecy on the Nabi alayhi salatu From the signs of his prophecy, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is that he mentions that in the khilaf, the khilaf that will occur. Whoever lives from you, and after me, then you'll see much different. The fourth benefit, I know that of course is different, has occurred. The fourth benefit is a warning and a prohibition of differing in deen. Naam. That the person should not seek to differ in the usul or the furu' al-deen. The fifth is that, the fifth benefit we take from this is that the person should return back to the manhaj or the messenger sallam, and the way of the khulafa al-rashidin. 
The sixth benefit is the wall and the prohibition of bid'ah. And all the forms of innovation. And the seventh benefit is that every bid'ah is a misguidance. And that there is no hasana. There's no good in bid'ah. Yani, opposed to what some people claim that this is a bid'ah hasana, this is a good bid'ah, this is a bad bid'ah. Now all bid'ah is dalala. All bid'ah is misguidance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. I will conclude with that, insha'Allah ta'ala, barakallahu feekum, wa jazakum allahu khayra, wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Jazakum allahu khayra.